life is messy, and sometimes we think our life is messier than other people's lives. Uh, today we turn to Paul's um, letter to the church in Corinth, and this this church was was a mess, and they were they were. Well, pretty much they were doing everything wrong. But where Paul starts with, they were following people. They were declaring that they were following Paul or they were following uh, Clopas. And, and Paul's like, no, 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 you, you need to follow Jesus. You weren't baptized by Paul. You, you weren't saved by Paul. You were saved by Jesus. And then he begins to talk about how he came to them. And I think it's an introspective type of thing of Paul's journey. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and pervasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery, that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Oh, this this Christian life, it can seem messy and it can seem like we're not doing it right, or we're following the wrong path. And, and I think that's what Paul is, Paul is talking about, that he, he's talking about that when he came to them, he came with no eloquence, no wisdom, no pervasive words, wasn't wise at all. That's what everybody wants in a preacher, right? Don't churches always say, what we want is a preacher without any eloquence, no wisdom, no pervasive words, and ain't wise a lick. No. <laughs> no church has ever asked for a preacher like that. No, we want somebody learned. We want somebody with experience. We, we want somebody that brings the, the word of God alive. But Paul's wor- warning is that our humanness can distract us from Jesus. Our humanness can get in between ourselves and Jesus. Or we can wrap Jesus up in human constructs so that he's nearly unrecognizable. 
And Paul says that when he came there, he resolved to only know one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, Paul was a learned man. He had went to the best schools. Before he was Paul, he was Saul. He was full of arrogance and ego. He believed that he himself could persecute this Jesus thing out of existence. That he was going to persecute the church until it no longer existed. That was, that was the early Paul who was called Saul. And that was the road he was on, literally the road to Damascus, where he came face to face with the risen Christ and was transformed forever. And for me, I think about that, that time in Paul's life. He had all the human qualifications. He had everything in his hand and in his power. He literally carried with him an order that gave him the authority to do whatever he wanted to squash this movement of Jesus. But I think that was a hard road. That was like an uphill climb. Did you ever try to get kids to be quiet? You know, it's like whack-a-mole. You get this one to be quiet, then that one, and giggling starts, and then you say the wrong thing, and they laugh at that. Try to put out this Jesus movement. Try to squash the church. It's like whack-a-mole. He had all the, the understanding of the law. He had all the authority. He had everything that humanness could give him, but yet he could not succeed. Do you ever feel like that in life? You're just fighting an uphill battle. That, I believe, was what Paul was speaking against, that he had walked that road and was transformed by Jesus. So he didn't want to do it again. He didn't want to, to, to form a church. And you have to think about it. Paul's one of the first pre people wrestling with how do you preach? How do you, how do you speak of, of Jesus the church in Corinth was one of the first groups of people trying to figure out what does it mean to be the church? What is important? What's not important? How do we live together and follow Jesus? It's interesting to see these first pioneers of the faith. And to think about Paul, that he was setting aside his, his humanness, his eloquence, his wisdom, everything that he was taught, he was putting that aside and he decided to know one thing, only one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I believe in that 
he received the power of the Holy Spirit. And when he turned around and when he started to found churches instead of squash churches, oh my goodness, the power of the Holy Spirit. It was like he was, he was skiing down a mountain. He, he was riding a wave on a surfboard because that spirit was giving him power where before he was fighting against the wind, pushing against it, he was now going with the flow. And amazing things were happening all over the place. Churches were popping up here and there. It was amazing. I think that's what Paul's talking about. That knowing one thing and one thing only, Jesus Christ and him crucified changes everything. And if you ever feel like your, your life or your Christian life is an uphill battle, maybe, maybe you need to turn around. He said we came in the power of the Spirit so your faith would not not rest on human wisdom, but on the power of the Spirit. But we, we humans always need tangible things we can see and touch. He quotes scripture and says, no eye can see, no ear can hear, no mind can conceive the things of God. That's, that's not what we want. We, we want to see it. We want to hear it. We want to know it. We wrap our, our Jesus in, in a church. And, and, and that's okay. And it's okay to be, be proud of our church, but that can go too far. That we can lose our Jesus in the church stuff. Or we wrap our Jesus in denominations and they, they let us down or disappoint us. Or we wrap our Jesus in politics, blue or red. But that, that is a dead end. Paul says, I resolve to know one thing, and one thing only. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And in that, he was set free. And in that, the power of the Spirit came not only upon him, but upon everybody. And he was heading in the right direction, like sledding down a hill or riding a wave. It wasn't him. It wasn't about him. It was about Jesus, and it was about the Spirit. The Spirit searches the deep things of God, and those deep things are in each one of us. This week, this week, among all the mess of your life and the scribbles and the mistakes, decide to know one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Say that again as you go about your daily business. Write it down somewhere on, on your fridge or somewhere else you'll see it. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Put a, a reminder on your phone that comes up and says, Jesus Christ and him crucified. So that the focus of your life can become that. So that the spirit can come into your life and you can move with conviction and power instead of stumbling and falling. Because... Jesus Christ and him crucified reminds us 
that on the death of the cross, Jesus won. What looked to all the world like a loss was a victory. And we, we can be part of that victory if we remember if we unwrap Jesus from all of our human constructs and human creations and focus solely on him, let us pray. Almighty God, you, you come to us. You came to us in your son Jesus and you come through your Holy Spirit. You come to give your grace and your blessing. So pour that into our life, O oh God. Empower us this week. Move us, lift us, heal us in the name of Jesus Christ, him crucified. Amen.